Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. She's Andy Demetra, voice of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, who joins us here on the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker Line. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well. Uh, Big game coming into the faces of the Jackets as they take on the Florida State Seminoles, a program that has certainly been very consistent over the past few years. And uh, the good thing is the Jackets have been very consistent over the past few games, even coming out uh, of the the games that were postponed. They still look pretty good in their last few games. Yeah, you know, Tech is in the middle of the meat grinder uh, in its schedule, and it continues tomorrow versus Florida State, which may be the hottest team in the league, Virginia included. But you know, the two losses that Georgia Tech has had uh, against Virginia and Duke, I, I talked with Josh Pastor yesterday, and I think he made an interesting point that I want to relay to Tech fans. He said that, that when they went on the floor against the Cavaliers and Blue Devils, who have been the standard bearers of the league now for several years, along with Florida State, that this wasn't some David versus Goliath matchup. Georgia Tech played well enough in both games to win. Now, they didn't, and that grinds their gears, much like it will the rest of Tech fans. But uh, Georgia Tech showed that it belongs in the conversation of these upper-level teams in the ACC this year. Uh, And so I think it should give Tech fans some confidence that uh, even though Florida State is playing really well, they've won five straight. The average margin of victory they've had during their win streak is 18 points. and It's all been versus ACC competition. That you're seeing a very poised, veteran Georgia Tech team that knows that it can measure up against some of the best competition in the ACC. A uh, lot still to play for uh, as we get closer and closer to March, but uh, Georgia Tech should still feel like it's right in the thick of everything. Andy, that's where I kind of want to go right now with my question is that even though you lost or lost against the Cavaliers and a close one against the Duke Blue Devils, were those guys upset? Were, were they thinking that this is our time, we should win, or were, were they looking at it as moral victories that we came close and is still thinking that you have a lot to accomplish? No, it is 100% the former and 0% the latter, Joe. Georgia Tech probably stings from letting these opportunities slip out of their grasp, and it came down to a couple of possessions late. Um, you know, with, with Duke, they scored the final seven points of the game, but Georgia Tech had grinded its way back from an 11-point deficit in the second half and then just couldn't get the stops when they needed to versus Virginia, which is, has one of the most efficient offenses in the ACC. So uh, they're frustrated. Those could have been two huge wins for their resume, particularly on the road at Cameron, at Charlottesville, where Virginia's won 13 straight ACC games. Um, and so Georgia Tech knows it has to, to make those up. It has to make up those missed opportunities. They are well past the point of uh, being a, a program that's on the rise that would consider those games that they had moral victories or, or something to build on. Uh, they need to make those back. And I, I think that the prevailing feeling was probably more uh, frustration that ought to fuel Georgia Tech now into the next stretch of their schedule than it is uh, a pat on the back saying, well, we gave it our best effort against two really solid teams, and we'll take that as a victory in itself. I, I don't think that's part of their mindset at all anymore. 
Andy Demetra, voice of the Jackets, our truest Georgia Tech reporter, joining us here on the home team and Hamilton show. And the seniors really have come together. You're right, there have been some games that you could have won, but a lot of that being right there at the end is because uh, the seniors really have done a, a really good job. Jordan Usher, Moses Wright, and my, one of my favorite nicknames right now, the Brooklyn Burglar, Jose <laughs> Alvarado, have been playing very well at the end of these games as well. Yeah, Jose Alvarado, guys, he's playing at a legitimate ACC Player of the Year level. His last five games, I tweeted this out the other day, he's averaging 21 points, five assists, three and a half steals. And bear in mind, Jose is six foot, maybe. He's shooting 66% from the field his last five games and 55% from three. He is so fun to watch. And if you look at the two-way players in the ACC, it's him – it's Virginia's Jayhawk. Those to me are the two best two-way players in the ACC right now. And he's had five games of 20-plus points in his last six. Uh, he's been playing at a really elite level. I-, I think Georgia Tech fans have known for a while uh, just how enjoyable it is to watch somebody who has uh, so much passion, so much competitiveness and intensity and an ability to rise to the moment in clutch situations. But Jose is crystallizing that at an even higher level uh, here recently. Now, he's facing the Florida State team tomorrow, against whom he had his lowest offensive rating of the season when those teams met in December. So, Jose's going to face a team that can smother you defensively, that has a lot of length, but uh, Jose is playing at a a level that I've seen in very few players come through at Georgia Tech in my time here, and I I hope Georgia Tech fans are appreciating what they're watching. And with that being said about Jose Alvarado, uh, you know, maybe struggling a little bit and might need some rest uh, down the stretch or maybe against Florida State tomorrow, uh, how, how pleased is Coach Passner with his depth development? Uh, because, you know, we, we only really go, you know, seven deep, and Florida State runs ten deep. Duke, uh, the last game, played ten guys. Is that a problem going forward, you see? I, you know, I, I think Josh Passner has always been inclined in his coaching career, Joe, to go with a shorter bench. Um, you know, it, it's going to be tough here because you're facing Florida State on Saturday and then you're making up your postponed game versus Louisville at 2 p.m. on Monday. So Tech is at a stretch now where they're going to have some short turnarounds. And then they had a tight turnaround coming off the Saturday-Virginia game and then following that up with Duke on Tuesday. But uh, that's always how Josh is like to play it. Um, he just isn't going to give guys minutes off the bench to say, well, I've given guys minutes off the bench. Um you know, players like Jose Alvarado, they're used to going 38, 39, 40 minutes by now. I, I, but Josh did tell me yesterday that because Florida State legitimately goes 11 and 12 deep and, and they can overwhelm you with their just relentless length and depth, that guys like uh, Rodney Howard, he's going to have to play him tomorrow to spell Moses right, even for just a few minutes. So you might see Georgia Tech lengthen its bench a little more than he typically would. Uh, given the, the kind of uh, personnel that Florida State likes to use. But uh, Josh has always been a guy. I, 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 he likes to play seven guys. He's fine with that. And I think you're seeing good chemistry. And, you know, you can look at some of the, the tough finishes Georgia Tech has had over the last two games. But I would chalk it up more to uh, execution and just not being able to get that one stop when they need than their stamina fading down the stretch. So, it's just something that Georgia Tech, you know, it is what it is. That's who they are. That's how Josh Passer likes to coach. And the guys that he has on the floor, he trusts them with, with being able to dig deep and, and deliver what he needs from them, even if it comes uh, for 40 minutes. 
ACC football schedule comes out. Georgia Tech knows when, where uh, they're playing, and uh, they will not be playing anybody on Thursday night. We were talking about that yesterday a little bit earlier in the show. That says something about what the TV people uh, have seen or what they think they will see. Uh, What do you take from that, the fact that uh, after so many years, and it's been really tradition, not just here, but part of college football tradition, that Georgia Tech plays on Thursday nights at Bobby Dodd, and that's not going to happen this year. Yeah, you know, that's a little disappointing, but that's certainly something that Georgia Tech has no control over. Uh, I I hope that if we don't have any Thursday games in 2021, at least we can get some of those Saturday home games under the lights uh, because that still is an atmosphere like few others in college football. So we'll see. Uh, It's a a competitive schedule. As you guys know, you're going to face three teams in November that will likely be preseason top 10 in Miami and Notre Dame and and Georgia. Uh, But it's it's front-loaded on the home side in the month of September, so an opportunity for Georgia Tech to to get off to a strong start. And I don't know about you gentlemen, but when they released that schedule yesterday, the first thought that I had was, man, I really hope that come September 4th and and every Saturday thereon next fall that we'll be able to have something approaching normal again, Uh, not just at Bobby Dodd Stadium, but across college football with the attendance and the atmosphere uh, and the game day experience. So let's let's keep optimistic and keep upbeat that we can – we can work towards that, and uh, September 4th, Northern Illinois, uh, that's going to come sooner than we think. So uh, I'm excited to get that first uh, that first step out of the way, which is the schedule and the, the, the roadmap for Georgia Tech next fall. Well, Andy, we thank you for your time. We thank you for the info. Have a great call tomorrow as the Jackets take on the Florida State Seminoles in what should be a very competitive game. We'll talk to you a little bit later down the road, Andy. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate you. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.